Hey. <laughs> hey everyone. Thank you for coming back to my podcast again. Um much is duly appreciated. <sighs> I was listening to my last podcast, right? And I noticed something about myself like when I talk, I happen to like stutter over my words a lot. And it's like I knew I did that, but I didn't know it was it was that bad. So what I'm going to practice today is kind of slowing down a little bit. I mean, of course, it'll still be natural, you know, as natural as I can't make it. But I'm really going to test slowing down my speech a little bit. So, yeah, here it goes. It may sound like some quiet storm type of shit, but... I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> so, it's Friday, June the 12th. I noticed it's supposed to be up yesterday, but I was just super tired from work. And even though I already said the topic I was going to have for today, I was kind of just going back and forth with what I wanted to do. So, here I am. And the topic for today is realization and setting boundaries. I have some new news for you guys. I'm going to leave it towards the end so we can just jump right into the podcast. So first things first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. (laughs) But first things first is my story. If you recall from my last podcast, I spoke to you about a situation that happened with me out here in Los Angeles with a guy that I met and he's happened to be the first guy that I've dealt with out here on a more non-platonic type of level so anyway going into it we met one day when I was getting off of work and Miss Ann is having was having her house worked on he was painting so I went inside my room you know just chilling I spoke to them whatever but I didn't think nothing of it I didn't think nothing of you know them working I guess but I saw him like he was really he stuck out to me because I thought he was cute you know because he was tall he had hair He had a big beard, and that's attractive to me. So he stuck out immediately. But at first, it was just like, oh, he's not really feeling me like that. Because, you know, well, you don't know. But when I flirt, I just happen to stare, like, deep into your eyes type of shit. To try to, like, no, I ain't going to tell you. But (laughs) I try to, I will stare into your eyes because that's just something that I do. So I go in my room, go about my business, and he comes to my room and knocks on my door. And when I opened it, he was like, um, your grandmother wants to see you. And I'm just like, okay. So I go to see what Miss Ann wanted. She didn't want too much, so I did what she wanted me to do. And then I went back in my room to chill. Maybe 10 minutes later, he comes back. He knocks on my door. And he was like, oh, um, your grandmother 
wants you to close the door behind us. I said, okay, cool. So he, so he just asked me, he was like, hey, do you braid hair? I said, yeah. But I would have said anything for him to ask me for my number because I just thought he was that cute. So I was just like, yeah, you know, <laughs> really, really girly, really flirtatious. And he was like, oh, well, um, can I get your number? Because, you know, I'm going to need my hair braided and I need a new braider and stuff like that. So I was like, okay. So I went in my room, got a pen and paper, wrote my number down, gave it to him, boom. So we didn't really talk too much till the day came that I had to braid his hair. We were texting here and there. However, I don't like texting. Like anybody who knows me know I hate texting. I would rather have you call me. I I like phone conversations. So I wasn't texting back fast enough, which kind of like prolonged our text messaging for like days on like like gaps in between them days on end now let's say he'll text me at 5 p.m i probably won't get back to him till about nine you know because um i have a habit of looking at my text messages and forgetting about it just forgetting to reply just forgetting about the whole thing you know my mind goes pretty fast so Anyway, the day came from for the day came for me to braid his hair. See, I got to slow down. And when he gave me the address, I was a little skeptical because he lived in Watts, and Watts is one of the roughest neighborhoods in Los Angeles. You hear a lot about Watts, so I try not to hold that against him because I'm from East Cleveland in Ohio and East Cleveland is pretty bad you know so I'm from the hood too so I didn't want to you know judge him from for him staying there so I'm like okay whatever I'm just going to braid his hair talk whatever so I go to his house and when I pull up I realize the house is like it's very feminine. It has a woman touch to it. Like, won't no man decorate his house in streamers and glistening stars dangling from the the uh, awnings and stuff like that. You know, for decorations for the 4th of July. So I'm like, oh. I started, like, really thinking, like, do he have a girl or something? Like, I don't know. So I walk into his house. He greets me. And when I walk in, I notice how it's not like a young woman's house. It's more of like a homely grandmother, mother type of feeling, you know. So immediately I thought, oh, this is his grandma's house. He lived with his grandmother. You see how I just said that? And, <sighs> yeah, so I kind of, I I don't want to, I'm going to be honest. I was judging him on that part, him living with what I thought was his grandmother. And come to turn out, it was his mother's house. 
he was with his mom. And I was just like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, chill, braid his hair, whatever. So he was cool. But what I didn't really like was the fact that he asked me that I smoked. I said, no. He like, oh, well, do you drink? I said, no. And I'm just, he's just like, why? And I'm just like, I don't like drinking and I just don't smoke anymore. I just don't do it anymore. You know, I'm just trying to stay focused. And he was like, well, all right, well, can you roll this blunt for me and shit? I'm just like, oh, okay. But in the midst of me rolling up a blunt, he already had smoked one. And he just kept trying to get me to smoke with him and to drink with him to, you know, try to loosen me up a little bit. So... I'm in the midst of braiding his hair and I'm doing a good job with the first two braids, right? So it's like I braid hair pretty well, but I'm very rusty on parting hair. My parting is always so fucking crooked, but my braiding is A1. So the first two braids was cool, man. Getting down on third or fourth braids, some bitches were a struggle. And he was just, you know, complaining about how I didn't grip his baby hairs into the braids and shit. I'm just like, ah. So meanwhile, you know, we're talking, laughing about certain things. And he's going up and down his Instagram, you know, showing me stuff like how he dressed and where he's been and the type of things he do and what do you still look like and where he took his ex-girlfriend for her birthday and stuff like that. So when he was scrolling, I looked at his profile picture and I seen that it looked familiar along with the name. So I'm like, wait, this looks familiar. So I went to my Instagram and started scrolling through my DMs and I found him. He tried to talk to me before around the, around when I first came out here. And I was just like, wow. And I'm looking at his messages that he sent me. He was commenting on a video I did without this event called Anime and Chill. And he's like, oh, that looks pretty cool where you at. But I distinctly remember before him commenting on that video, he wanted to try to meet me and get to know me, but I, I don't think I replied. So it's just funny how I didn't give this particular person the time of day and now I'm over his house braiding his hair. I just thought that was really funny. And I showed him and he was just like, wow, I swear I didn't know who you were and all that stuff. I mean, I believed him. So, yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. Anyway... Still braiding his hair. All of a sudden, you know, his mother pulls up in the driveway. Okay. But this nigga starts to get a little nervous, I guess. So he was like, oh, shit. I told you we should have went to the room, this one spot. And that's another thing. He che- He kept trying to get me to go to a room with him. And I was telling him, no, no, no. I don't know you like that. I'm not about to go to no room with you. And I just don't fucking know you. Like, how stupid do you think I am or whatever? So, 
flipping back, he was like, see, this is why I said we should have went to that room. My mother's home. She ain't going to like this or whatever. And I'm like, like what, me braiding your hair? He was just like, man, I don't know how she is about company or something. But obviously, it was going to be a fucking problem. So he started cleaning up stuff, putting the chairs back. He started getting himself together. Uh, packing his stuff up to go. Because I guess we were, we were going to have to leave. So he's going back and forth. Meanwhile, his mother is walking up to the door. And she sees me. She was pretty nice. She was just like, hello. And I just like, hi, how you doing? You know, just being nice. I ain't getting no weird vibe from her. Nothing like that. She come in, settles in a little bit. And I, I'm i assuming that he, an aunt of his also lives there. Because she was with his mom. You know, and they were taking groceries and stuff out of the car. So, yeah, I'm assuming an aunt or somebody, another close relative lives with them. So he's doing all this extra shit. So I'm just like, look, I'm just about to go wait in the car. So I told her it was nice to meet her. Walked out the gate, hopped in my car, and I waited for him. So he got in the car, and his he as soon as he as soon as he got in the car, he was like, "Oh, my mama said that we could have stayed, but I'm like, she ain't gonna want to stay because she's already uncomfortable with me, and she ain't gonna." I was like, you damn right. you smart. Because just no. <laughs> no, like I, like I said, like he was saying, like I was already uncomfortable with me being there by myself and I don't know him. And just his mother kind of did make me more comfortable. But I don't want them judging me on my braiding skills because I can barely fucking braid. So he was right on that. So anyway, I'm like, okay, maybe we can go to this park or something that you suggested earlier. Because he suggested that maybe we can go to a park or sit on some bleachers so I can braid his hair or something. So I'm like, okay, we can go to this park. Not the room, the park. So, I take off. I'm relying on him to give me directions to go to this park. Because I don't go past... I don't go past Century Boulevard. Like, go down that street. You know? So, basically what I'm trying to say is, I don't go down that far to know... The neighborhood of Watts. I don't go to Watts, you know. I stay in Mid-City and Florence area, you know, and go up. I don't go, I don't go further down. So, I don't know the city, so I don't know where the fuck I'm going. So, I'm relying on him for directions. So, he's giving me directions like, go here, turn here, keep straight. All right, make a left at this light. And... He's giving me directions. He ended up giving me directions to a corner store. So I'm like, all right. He was like, wait here. I'm like, okay. So I guess, you know, he'd go in there and get him something to drink. I'm like, okay, that's cool, I guess. And um, I'm like, I guess. 
I don't got no problem with it. He ain't asked me or nothing, but it's cool. So as he was walking out the store, I took pictures of him just to send to my friend for safety. Because I also sent my sister and a couple of my other friends my location just in case. You know, being smart. So he gets back in the car, we roll in. So I'm like, okay, we finna go to this park so I can braid your hair, right? And he was like, um, no, um, can we go to this weed dispensary real quick so I can like, I'm like, no, I'm not, I don't want to do that. He was like, what you mean? You know, I'm trying to get you comfortable and I want you to be comfortable with me. And I'm just like, no, I'm not about to sit here and drive you all around Watts. You know, I I came to braid your hair. I'm not about to be your chauffeur. Like, I'm not about to do that. And he just looking at me like I said the most wrong fucking thing. He, I'm just like, dude, I don't know you like that. You know, I started to get a little annoyed. And he was just like, wow, okay, okay. You see, people told me before that I need to stop. I need, what do you say? People told me before that I need to stop acting so cool with people or some shit like that. And the way he said it just seemed so fucking off to me. Like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess. And he was just like, you just seem so cool. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm cool. He like, no, you're not. I say, yeah, I'm cool. Like, you know, I'm vibing. You know, I'm, I'm not vibing. I said, I am cool. And he was like, you know, I just, I just thought we were vibing. I'm saying we cool, but I don't know you like that. You know what I'm saying? So to him, I guess the vibe was we all buddy, buddy. You know, some people you do get like that in your life. And some people you just don't click like that. And I didn't click like that with him. You know what I'm saying? So he was feeling something else. I was feeling something totally different. So we went to a park. This is, has to be the most ghettoest shit I ever done in my life. Braiding somebody hair at a park on top of a bench. Just, you know, talking. He was smoking and drinking, whatever. We just talk, you know, just getting a feel of each other more. And I, I kind of loosened up a little bit. You know, told him some stuff. He told me some things. So, yeah. It was dark. It was starting to get dark outside. Now, remember I told you that I can't part where shit. So, basically, I totally fucked up this guy's hair. And he noticed it at, like, halfway through. So he's like, man, these braids crooked as fuck. <laughs> he said the braiding is good, but these parts is crooked, man. You gotta take all this shit down. And I'm just like, man, what? He's just like, you gotta take all this shit down, man. Just give me two big braids on the side or whatever. So I'm like, man, okay, cool. So I tried giving him two big braids, but his hair was so fucking kinky. And the only way you can give somebody some neat cool big braids is if the hair is like blown out and shit like that like his hair was like really it was starting to ball you know and I needed some gel and all I had was hair grease and the shit was making it slippery it was just it was just horrible so I managed to get one side of his head done and he just couldn't take the mosquitoes anymore 
So I'm like, all right, we can get ready to go. And at this point, you know, I just want to braid his hair because I'm sensitive about my hair when the shit's not done. And especially if it's not done right, you know, I'm going to get in my motherfucking feelings. So, you know, knowing that, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to finish his hair, whatever. Whatever he want to go, I'm going to do it. So I'm like, okay, I guess we can go to that room you was talking about so I could just finish your hair and I can leave. So he said, okay, cool. So we get ready to get in the car. And next thing I know, he sees somebody he knows. And um, I'm like, oh, okay, he found a friend. All right, all right. So I'm getting in the car and they just chopping it and chopping it. Now, mind you, this dude is drunk. So he's talking more, more, he's prolonging his, his uh, encounter more than he should. Okay. So I'm waiting in the car. Just waiting, waiting till he get done with his conversation. And next thing I know, his buddy like, oh, damn, my car is dead. Can you help me with a jump? But I'm just like, oh my God. So he's like, hey, little mama, you got some jumper cables? So I was like, oh my God. Yeah, they're in the trunk. So, all right. They about to borrow my jumper cables. Next thing I know, he don't need them no more because a friend of his got some. So he put my shit back in the car, but he's still chopping it with him as is somebody else is giving his friend a jump. And I'm just like, oh my God, if this dude don't come on. So, you know, they, he laughing and joking with him and shit. And I'm just like ready to go. So I start my car to signify like, look, it's time to go. So he's still taking his time to get in the car. And through this whole scene, I'm just feeling like he, I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but he's making me feel like he's like, I'm his girl or something like this is just some shit we do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. The energy was just like, okay, this nigga think I'm his girl and I'm just going to, you know, roll with this shit and just like, uh. No, no, <laughs> like, no, so he gets in a car, and like, all right, so you're gonna give me the address to this place, right, and nothing else, he was like, yeah, I got you, so relying on this mother man to give me directions again, I let him, so we're driving, and you know, Driving around Watts, whatever. Still talking. Still not. I'm just not vibing with the man. It's just something that's really off. And the more I think about that moment, you know, how, you know, think about my thoughts, you know, the shit that was going through my head. I'm trying to. I'm just a level of words, y'all. Bear with me. What I remember the thoughts that were going through my head that really turned me off was like the smell of weed and beer and, and, and liquor. And he was drunk. He was drinking on both beer and liquor. And just that smell, that combination of that smell really turned me the fuck off because they really did remind me of where I grew up. You know what I'm saying? You know, my family weren't drunks, but I was around other people who did that shit. And it just reminded me of my childhood nothing traumatic happened but I didn't like I just didn't like it you know what I'm saying like I'm gonna come back to that but it I just wasn't liking it so I'm just 
immediately turned off from that. And I'm driving him around and shit. So we pull up to a spot and I'm thinking this his like a hotel, not a hotel. I'm thinking he has a spot. Bitch, no. Come to find out, it's a weed dispensary underneath some apartments or some shit like that. It didn't look like no weed dispensary. It looked like a normal ass apartment building. I don't know. But he had me pull up in a convenience store. I'm like, dude, where the fuck are we? He was like, look, it's a weed dispensary behind me. I'm like, no, what the fuck are you doing? No, I told you we were supposed to go to the room so I could finish braiding your hair. You're not about to have me drive you all around once. And you're just like, man, all right, man, calm down. I'm just trying to read. I'm like, no, I don't want to do this. Like, you getting on my nerves. Like, boy, like, no. He was just like. And he just kept looking at me, looking at his lips and shit, like thinking that shit gonna calm me down or switch my mind or some shit like that. But I'm just like, bruh, like, what the fuck? And he was just like, look, I'm just gonna run in here 10 minutes, babe, 10 minutes. I'm like, no, just, I'm like, uh, he was like 10 minutes. So he get out the car. 15 fucking minutes later, he come back. He was like, that line was long. We gotta go somewhere else. After 15 minutes, you realize that the line was long? Like, what the fuck are you doing? So he's like, we got to go somewhere else. I said, no, no. You're going to take me to this room. And I mean, and like, we're going. I need to braid your hair so I can go. He was just shaking. He was just shaking his head like, all right. So, <sighs> third strike, man. This nigga... And them giving me directions to another fucking weed dispensary. And at this point, I'm just fucking live it, like live it. And it's crazy because I was voicing how I was feeling. I was voicing my frustrations. I was voicing how I was feeling and how I didn't like the situation and how the shit was making me feel. And he was just flat out fucking ignoring it. He was he must have been thinking I was joking and I can kind of see how he probably felt like I was joking, but I was so fucking serious. Maybe because like, I don't know, I was laughing as I was telling him this shit, but I was like really forceful with it. But anybody can tell that when somebody's trying to be nice, when they're telling you something, I don't care if it's in a joking manner. It's just how they, you gotta listen to the tone of voice as people are laughing, you know, when they tell you shit. Like, hey, bro, you better get out of my face, man, for real, man. Just back up, bro, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit like that, you know? They may look like they playing, but they actually fucking serious. Like, you need to step the fuck up out of their face. So, that's how it was. And he was just really taking advantage of that. So, he get out. Go into the bitch, and I'm just thinking, like, man, I should just toss this nigga book bag and just roll roll out. That's what I was thinking, like, because he kept leaving his book bag in my car. You know, I guess to secure his ride, you know, you know so, him, so he could come back. Because I probably would have just drove off if we took all his shit with him. So I'm like, man, I should just toss his book bag out the car and just keep him moving. But I didn't. Being the kind person that I am, I waited. Oh, wait, back up. Being the kind person that I am. So, just being fed up, I put.
put his fucking address into my GPS. I couldn't take the shit no more. I'm like, I ain't going nowhere else with this dude. I'm taking his ass back home. Fuck his hair. Fuck him. Fuck everything he can do. I don't give a fuck if he look like a chihuahua on the 4th of July. He shouldn't have been fucking with me. So he get back in the car. I already got his address and the GPS. Immediately, I'll pull the fuck off. So he hear my GPS giving out directions. And he like, uh, where you going? And I didn't say nothing. So he looked at my GPS. He was like, oh, you taking me home? Wow, that's crazy. I said, yep. He was like, wow. Damn, man, you impatient. I'm like, I'm impatient. I'm like, how am I impatient? I'm like, I'm not impatient. He's like, yes, you are. Like, I was just trying to, you know, really get to, um really get to know you or whatever i'm like no dude like that shit is rude as fuck like i'm not about to be driving you all around watts i'm like dude look at my fucking gas tank like gas is damn near four or five dollars and you got me drive you all around here and he was like man look at my hair my hair not done and i'm like dude i told you i was rusty at this shit I told you I was rusty at braiding hair. And once you found out that your shit was crooked or whatever, you should have left the shit at that. And I could have been on my fucking merry way. But no. So. He was mad. So. He was like, all right, man, let me just see if my braider is at home. You could just drop me off there. I did want to do it, but come to find out his braider was literally, literally around the corner from his house, you know? So I'm like, all right, whatever. So I drop him off there and he was like, oh, you going to give me a hug or whatever? I said, no, no, I'm good. So he was like, man, quit playing. He going to slam my door, walk around to my side and open my corridor to have me give him a hug. I'm like, dude, what is you doing? Mind you, this dude is standing out in traffic. He's like, you don't give me a hug? I said, no. He's like, man, you better come on. I'm like, dude, you in traffic. Like, get the fuck out of traffic. He's like, man, so what? You gonna give me a hug? I was like, oh, my God. So I get out. I give him a hug. He's trying to put his hand on, you know, down on my lower back and shit. And I'm just inching away back in the car. I was like, okay, now. Time to go. So I leave. <sighs> so fucking happy. I got finished with him around 9, 30, 10 o'clock. And I started with him around 5. So basically, we was just bullshitting for like four and a half, five hours. But I was just so fucking irritated. Like, I called my homeboy, told him what happened and shit like that. And when I was talking to him, you know, I get home. And while I was talking to my homeboy, he ends up calling me. And I'm just like, man, I'm not even going to answer this phone call. Like, I'm just like so fucking done I'm just so done but after that moment it's funny how something just clicked in my mind of realizing how far I've came when it comes to men and when it comes to telling how telling people how I feel and what I want. And I couldn't help but to feel proud of myself. 
the realization, this is the realization part. You're going to hear the pages turn. So the old Trisha would have said nothing. The old Trisha would have just sat in the car and just took all his directions and hoping that he liked me and just hoping that something would happen at the end of the night and maybe he would have asked me out on another date or some shit like that. And you know what I'm saying? The old Trisha would have took all that shit and just went just went with the flow and now voiced how she really felt in that moment. But I couldn't help but to feel so proud of myself and expressing how I felt and how uncomfortable I was and how dis like not too much disrespect I did you know what I can't even say that I'm getting this from a friend because my friend said it wasn't very disrespectful for what he did it was very inconsiderate but I felt disrespected and he was inconsiderate and I don't like inconsiderate people because I am very considerate of people's time people's well-being and I'm just empathetic, you know, I'm aware of people's feelings. You know, you don't have to tell me. So I'm just considerate of a lot of things. So when people are considerate of my time and how I feel after I didn't fucking told you, then that irritates me. And I don't want to have too much to do with you. I'm going to feed you the long spoon. So... And he was a potential, a potential bae. And him just showing those signs to me early it just saved me you know saved me from an off and on situationship it could have led to but I was so fucking proud of myself you know and I came I came a long way but that moment caused something to switch inside of me and I couldn't help but notice it. It was like, okay, you know, you got this. You're changing. You're coming into letting your inner voice become your outer voice. You know, you're getting it. This is a situation where you did that. And all of a sudden, it just took me into like a space of healing. I started to think about a lot of the things that I just let ride that I wasn't comfortable with. And how it hurt me so bad to the point where I still kind of think about it to this day or think about the fact that it still affects me in certain ways. And I'm bringing those emotions up and just trying to heal them, you know, living in that, you know, that emotion and feeling it and healing it. That I am a brand new woman. I'm not the woman that I used to be. And. Setting boundaries. With people. You know. Because people will try you. People like trying people. To see how far they can go with you. That's just life. Period. People. And you have to watch out for that shit. And you have to, um, this is why it's so important to stay grounded. And I have a problem with this all the fucking time because my head is always on another planet. I'm always like daydreaming and shit like that. 
So my feet are always planted on the ground. So sometimes people will feel that it's easy to get away with a lot of stuff with me because I'm not exactly paying attention. It's like I'm on autopilot. So it's like I won't notice an insult or a a demand or, you know, some sly shit until later when I think about it. Until I come into myself. So I'm really going to start, well, not start. I'm going to continue to create boundaries with people and telling them what I want, how I feel how it's affecting me, just really listening to my intuition on things, especially men. I'm going to kind of derail it here. Um, like I said, that clicking moment, it, it showed me that men, in the past, men only wanted me for one thing and at an early age I knew this but it's like I didn't want to accept it I'm just like okay maybe he's gonna love me for me no he didn't so okay maybe he's gonna love me for me but it's signs that'll come up to me that I will completely ignore that'll remind me of the previous man You know, like when a guy, when you first meet them, I hate when the conversation goes to sexual shit. I don't like that. I don't like sexual questions on our first phone conversation or during our first couple of weeks, couple of weeks of texting or something like that. You know, I'm more of a person get to know you. Let's become friends first. And then if it grows into a relationship, then so be it. However, I don't give a fuck if you are a potential bae or a potential friend. I don't like sexual conversations in the beginning. And that's what all the men in my past have had in common that has wanted one thing from me. I can count on literally one hand, maybe three fingers of the men that actually wanted to get to know me internally and not externally. And two of those men were potentials, potential boos. One of them was my best friend, My first best friend that I've had, his name was Terry, and he was the first guy that cared about me, and I loved it so fucking much. I really did. It was, our relationship was something that I cherished, and it's not something I could really put into words, because... I'll have a whole podcast on friendship sooner or later. But he just showed me that a man can love me for me. 
And when he passed away, I was just so fucking heartbroken because I'm like, I'm never going to find a male best friend that loved me as much as he did. Never. And I was wrong because sure enough, his brother came along (laughs) and he became my best friend. And this man has showed me the purest fucking friendship a guy can have for a man can have for a woman. Okay. He showed me love. He showed me that I just can't fucking explain it. And he has voiced to me so many times how much he felt for me. And I love that because I'm a lovey dovey person. I've never had a male that was non-sexual voice how much they cared and loved for me as a friend and as a, as a family, you know, just wanted the best for me. It was so different. And because it's hard for me to voice how I feel a lot of the times. I don't like to talk about it. I keep a lot of things bottled up. So, and he, you know, he voices his emotions a lot. I do it sporadically. It's just amazing. He showed me that, I don't know, I can, I can really find someone who will treat me how I want to be treated. So, and having a male best friend is very helpful. They give a lot of insight to the male perspective and they'll tell you like it is with no sugar coating. They're not going to really too much gas you up on a stupid situation like your girlfriends will. You know, he's going to tell you the real shit like, Trish, that, that dude don't fucking like you. Like, he don't like you. You know, some girls be like, well, maybe it's this. Or maybe, you know, he doing this and he can't do this. And no, the dude would be like, Trish, like, I'm a dude. Like, we, like, no, that's not it. This is it. Don't be stupid. You know what I'm saying? So, it's good to have a male friend by your side. Anyhow. Boundaries. Realizations. I'm sorry. And boundaries. Realizing how far I fucking came for what I used to be and how I'm growing and setting boundaries. Continuing excuse me, to set boundaries for what I want and voicing the things I need and how to treat me and what to expect. Okay, that little situation helped me heal through a lot of things and just helped me put some a lot of things in place like life, career, feelings towards other people. Fantastic matters. So, I am going to end this podcast on what's coming up. We're at 43 minutes right now. So, that's not 
too, too bad. Just bear with me a little bit longer. So, people have been getting wind of what I do. Not only am I a writer, I, you know, I'm doing this podcast and, you know, I'm starting to take up photography to see what that's like. I'm very interested in taking pictures of my own now for reasonable reasons. Like when I need pictures for an interview or a blog that I'm doing, it's hard for me to um, get pictures from other photographers that I ask to do the work. So I'm just like, fuck it. I'm going to just do the photo taking myself and that'll be that so I'm learning I'm going to learn how to shoot I'm gonna I'm in the process of buying my own camera it's gonna take some time because of priorities first you know um before I buy a camera I need to get a laptop because that's priority in order to do my writing better I need a new computer so and money is kind of tight right now because I just started back working. So I'm probably not going to be looking at that until around September, October-ish. But anyway, besides that, I, I'm sorry, adding to that, I am around a lot of creative people. At least now I'm starting to be you know, really putting myself out there with these creatives. So this guy that I work with, he's into music and we have decent conversations. And I noticed how we have a lot in common about a lot of the topics that are around and just how we think is very similar. And I want his opinion on topics like relationship and what men want and what they expect and how men are in this generation and how it's making it hard for relationships. Just a male perspective on a lot of the uh, stupid morals that our generation has picked up. His name, well, I'm not going to reveal his name just yet, but just know that's on the way. We got to get together when our schedules both are aligned to make that come up. So yeah, a guest speaker will be on my show. Stay tuned. But anyway, other than that, I have school. School will be coming up in August. I am going to school for my journalism degree and for other opportunities that school can bring, like friends and internships and jobs and all that stuff that I need to get my foot in the door. And uh, just a bunch of new ideas. This month, my mind has just been racing about new ideas and how to expand my writing and what more do I need to do to uh you know to push myself out there so that's why I have to really stop myself from 
working on many projects at a time because like I stated before, it's just a good chance that a lot of it's not going to get done. So it's like I have to create a checklist about what I want to do, follow it, and just slow my ass down, you know, and don't overwhelm myself or nothing like that because I will do that. So, yeah, a lot of new ideas coming. Um, You know, it's funny because, you know, I'm really into like tarot and the universe communicating with my ancestors and communicating with the universe. And I swear to you guys, like tarot doesn't, the cards don't lie. I'm so like, I don't care if my family hears some, hears this shit and think, oh my God, she's worshiping the devil. Like, no, that's not what it is. People, especially black people always get afraid when they hear new things like that, you know, on or like tarot cards and, you know, fortune tellers, they get really scared because, you know, it's new to them. They don't know nothing about it. And I won't get into it, but like some of this shit is like the work of our ancestors. Our ancestors did this stuff, you know, in Christianity was introduced to us, but I won't go into that. Okay. <sighs> You may not agree with how I navigate through this thing we call life. And I'm not going to judge you how you navigate through yours. It's only one God. Get there. Reach reach that source best way you can. Okay? So, yeah. And like I was saying, like the funny thing is with the tarot cards and the, you know, communicating with the universe, they're all saying the same thing. And I'm just like, okay, this cannot be a fucking coincidence. You know? When you're messing with the universe and you know you're just becoming a spiritual being, you know that they're one thing they teach you. Let me slow down. One thing they teach you is that there is no coincidences. There are no coincidences, only synchronicities. So the fact that I need to slow down, take a breather, things are going to be slow, like that has been coming up for me everywhere and I've made my own oracle cards and oracle cards are just advice I made my own and I put that little advice in there like slow down be steady and that when I pulled my cards it came up twice so I'm like I'm just like okay maybe I do need to slow down because my mind do be racing so yeah, I'm just going to calm down, but I'm still going to get my shit done. Just taking things easy, you know? All right. We're at 50 minutes. I'm going to knock it off at 51. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in again to my podcast. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram at Made to Inspire. Follow me on Facebook at Trisha Barnes. Or follow my page, Made to Inspire. You can find me that way. Everything is made to inspire. All right, thing. All right. I said all right thing. All righty. See how I just tie up my words? Ugh. But anyway, until next time, y'all. Stay focused. Stay positive. Vibrate higher. Peace.